2: Hello everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week Twelve episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. The road to two hundred and seventy-two bets, unfortunately, continues. I'm coming to you in shambles this week, my friends. Um, l- let me let me tell you how my week went. This week, leading up to the games. I kind of had a thought that i got going to stop complaining about bad beats because I kind of came to the realization if I'm going to bet on every single NFL game every single week, there are so many coin flip games that I'm going to suffer a couple of bad beats. A couple of my losses are going to be bad beats. So heading into this week, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop complaining about bad beats. I'm going to have some good beats as well. I'm going to stop being such a negative Nancy. And oh boy, did Gambler, the gambling god, test my strength in that department this weekend and I failed miserably because uh of course my worst beat of the week was on the Bears plus 400 uh money line underdog my underdog pick of the week uh, you know I've not been doing well with my money line upset picks this season uh Bears had a 98.8% chance of winning the game lines obviously if you can do math had a 1.2% chance of winning and of course they come back and win but you know what I thought yeah, that was a stinger of a loss. Uh, plus 400 would have uh, really been a nice uh, little boost to uh, our record for this year. But at the end of the day, uh, after the late afternoon games, I was sitting in a good spot. I was sitting at 7-5. and I and needed one win on Sunday Night Football or Monday Night Football to finish profitable. Uh, Broncos minus 2.5 did not win on Sunday night. They won by only one point because of the worst two-point conversion play of all time. And then heading into Monday night. Game of the year, Eagles-Chiefs. I was very, very confident in my Chiefs minus two and a half play. Uh, I made a same-game parlay for fun as well that I tweeted out, and I said, uh, if you tail it and uh, if it cashes, then uh, you uh, are being voluntold uh, to donate $10 to my Movember page to support men's health. And we got Rasheed Rice catches. We got Travis Kelsey touchdown. Jalen Hurts passing total under, went under by a mile. DeAndre Swift rushing total went over by a mile. All we needed was a Kansas City Chiefs win. Didn't even need them to cover. So we needed a Kansas City Chiefs money line win to cash what would have been a very significant win for your boy. Obviously, would have hopefully been a good win for men's health as well. Chiefs minus two and a half to finish with a profitable week. Um, and also, I tweeted out the Eagles are frauds uh, in the third quarter. Uh, And then what happens? Uh, Well, the Chiefs lose uh, because Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropped a wide-open touchdown uh, on their final drive. So Chiefs minus two and a half loses. I finished seven and seven for the week. My same game parlay loses, which would have been uh, a significant sum of money for me. Also would have been great for men's health. Uh, And also now my DMs and my replies are filled with the Eagles fans throwing uh, insults at me because I bet against their team. So And to be fair, I called their team frauds. The night couldn't have gone worse. Um, bad beat? I mean, Chiefs had two red zone red zone turnovers. Marquez Valdez-Scantling dropped a game-winning touchdown on their final drive. I said I wasn't going to be negative. I said I wasn't going to complain about bad beats. And I've spent the first three and a half minutes of this podcast complaining about bad beats. I'm in shambles, though, my friends. This is... It, it, it's been a tough weekend. It, it's, it's even though, I mean, seven and seven is not terrible. I mean, we're still profitable for the season and that's kind of the only thing that's keeping me going, but it, it's weekends like this where I regret doing the road to 272 bets. It is an emotional grind. Sundays are stressful. Sundays it, it's, it's enjoyable when I'm winning a ton, but like when I'm stressing every single bet and things flip flop at a moment's notice all day, it's stressful. I do not recommend betting on all 272 NFL regular season games. It's, it's not fun. <laughs> Most, the large majority of the time, it is not fun. And yeah, sure. I, listen, I just complained about some bad luck. Let's, let's visit some good luck bets. I just complained about Marquez Valdez scaling, dropping a wide open touchdown, which would have won us chiefs. Uh, what's the receiver for the Chargers? Quinton Johnson, the rookie receiver for the chargers. Uh, is that his name? Uh, dropped a wide open touchdown. Yeah, Quentin Johnson dropped a wide open touchdown for the Chargers. Um, if he caught that, I wouldn't have won Packers plus three. Um, Cardinals had had a late drive to potentially beat the Texans. That they- that didn't work out for them. So so I ended up winning that one. Uh, the Seahawks missed a game winning field goal, which uh, allowed me to win Rams. So I mean I have to recognize I did have some good luck this week as well, but. Uh, losing when you losing on a four to one underdog hurts a little bit more especially when they had a 98.8 percent chance to win and then losing uh where (laughs) I came where you placed the same game parlay for fun would have won a lot of money um that stings too on Monday Night Football so my two biggest bets were my worst uh two beats of the weekend but that's 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 gambling I guess that's 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 betting on football. That's... The road at 272 bets is not for the faint of heart. This is borderline not enjoyable. But we march on, my friends. It is Thanksgiving week. It is the best week of the NFL regular season. Let's try to get on the winning side of things. Let's go. Um, I, I do, obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, you see uh, my beautiful mustache. It is coming in. Uh, Quite well, if I do say so myself. Um, So, I am going to uh, encourage you all if you haven't already, and thank you to all who have. Uh, I see the the names of the people who have been donating. Thank you all so much for those of you who have. Uh, But if you haven't yet, I do encourage you. uh, We got nine days left this month uh, to donate to my Movember page, raising money for men's health. Uh, My goal is to raise $1,000. We are currently sitting at $645. So, uh, we're creeping up there. Um, anything helps. If you can donate $5, uh, then, then that's as much appreciated as anything else. Um, I know money's probably tight for a lot of people. If you can donate even just a little tiny bit, uh, that goes a long way. So, um, And who knows? I might keep this mustache after November. We'll see. But it hasn't brought me good luck. I'll tell you that. It has not brought me good luck from a gambling standpoint. Uh, so... Why what, what is what is with people? See this is this is part of the issue of recording Monday night right after Monday night football. I liked Eagles fans. I Eagles I was cheering for them last year all throughout the season. I was cheering for them in the playoffs. I went to an Eagles game and bought a jersey. What is it like when you like bet against or I guess to be fair, I did call them frauds. Like the personal insults come. Why don't you just insult like my picks are like the Falcons, or why do you always gotta my mentions are just my DMs and mentions are just personal insult after personal insult. Aye, aye, aye. Uh, a lot of people call me fat. I'm trying to fix it. I'm trying to fix it, my friends. uh, <laughs> that, I, that's what that's what I get for coming after Philly fans. To be honest, I probably deserve it. Uh so my seven so second straight week going seven and seven. We are still barely floating in the profit. Uh season to date record is 84, 78, and two for plus 1.83 units. My best bets last week went two and three. We lost Titans, Dolphins, Chiefs. We won Packers and Texans. Uh Teaser won last week. Teasers uh remain hot this season. Dolphins got teased down to minus six. They won by seven. Steelers got teased up to plus ten. Even if you tease the Steelers on their closing line. Of plus one or plus two, uh, and tease them up. That still would have won. So uh, teaser was, was great. Uh, And my survivor pick, if uh, any of you out there are still in Survivor and and tailed my survivor pick, uh, Broncos over Vikings. That was a sweaty one for you, uh, but it came through and you got to use one of the worst teams in the NFL in the Broncos. So uh, that was a great one as well. Uh, And by the way, uh, this past week, I didn't mention this earlier, uh, it proved that it benefits to listen to this podcast first thing Tuesday morning or at some point Tuesday because there are two bets that I won Because I had CLV on, and if you listened to this podcast late in the week or even waited all the way till Sunday, uh, and you made the same bets after the line movement, you would have lost. Uh, One of them was Texans minus 4.5. It was 4.5 for a good portion of the week. Uh, It closed at 5.5, though, and they won by 5. So that was one where CLV uh, worked in my favor, and anyone else's favor who who listened to the podcast early in the week. Uh, And the other one was... What was the other one that CLV... Uh, Oh, Steelers. Uh, Steelers uh, lost by three. I got them at plus four. Now, to be fair, uh, that came down because of the um, Deshaun Watson news. Uh, But still, if you listen to this podcast Tuesday morning, when it first gets released and locked in the bet, then you would have had Steelers plus four, and then losing by three, you still would have won your bet. Um, I much more often than not get closing line value actually i can even tell you what my average closing line value is this season uh and i'd well i mean even just these two games if those two games were that i was on the right side were losses my record would be in the negative right now so uh, let me see i'm averaging one percent of clv per game this season which um turns out is useful especially this past week so I encourage you to listen to this podcast. If you do plan on tailing my picks, I encourage you um, to listen to this podcast early in the week when it's first released, Tuesday or if not Tuesday, as early as you possibly can to get the best line possible. I'm not, I don't get CLV in every single game, but more often than not, I get CLV, which is closing line value. All right, uh, I've talked enough. Um, it is time for me to somehow move past this week which was full of heartbreak. I'm going to try my very best in the weeks to come to not complain. I know I broke my first rule of not complaining and not being negative immediately. Um, I can handle a, I can handle normal bad beats moving forward. I can't handle another plus 400 losing when there are 98.8% chance of winning. And I can't handle another loss like the Chiefs where I would have won so much money on that same game parlay and also would have had a winning record for the week and also would have hopefully raised more money For men's health. So I, once again, I'm in shambles. I'm going to, it's, this might be the hardest thing I've ever done is to try to psychologically put this week behind me, even though it just ended an hour ago and move on to week 12. It is Thanksgiving week. It's a fun week of football. Let's dive in into it. It is the NFL week 12 episode of the bacon bets podcast. The road to 272 bets. Marches on. Let's go.
1: No, Lisa. The only monster here is a gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gambler, and it's time to snatch your mother from
2: his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 Utility man. Utility man. All right. Gobble, 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 gobble. Turkey day. Turkey day. we got three football games on Thanksgiving to bet on. We also got the first ever Black Friday football game uh, to bet on here. So we're obviously going to start there. Now, I will say, um, as much as I'm trying to psychologically move on from this past week full of heartbreak to this week, I think this might be my least favorite slate of bets that I've ever had. I think I feel less confident in these picks than I have in any week this season. Now, maybe that means, maybe you know, maybe that's a positive. Maybe that's going to uh, work in my favor. Because, obviously, if I'm very confident in picks, they have not gone super well for me lately. Um, but, also, maybe this is just a result of um, not feeling confident in anything after what happened to me on Monday night with the Chiefs. So, regardless, I got my picks locked in. We're going to start off... With Thursday afternoon, 12 30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it is the Packers against the Lions. Um, usually the Lions, it's like, uh, oh, we gotta watch the Lions on Thanksgiving now. We're like excited to watch the Lions, and they're favored by seven and a half points. But with that being said, I am gonna take on or I am gonna bet uh the Packers. Um you probably saw this coming. I took the Bears money line last weekend without confident I wasn't going against the Lions. I'm not gonna take the Packers money line this weekend. But I will take them to cover the spread because even though I did not end up winning that Bears line bet, uh, a lot of the red flags I talked about last week, and this kind of even made the bet even more painful, was that um, I actually kind of nailed the pick, um, but didn't because it lost. A lot of the red flags that I talked about were kind of showcased in that game. Uh, now, the main thing is their defense is subpar at best. Uh, Lions defense is 16th in opponent EPA per play, 24th in opponent success rate, 16th in opponent yards per play. Now their offense is still obviously good enough to lead them to wins as they did against the Bears this past weekend. Good enough to uh, lead them to come from behind win, Uh, but we're not talking about the Lions winning this game. We're talking about them covering a touchdown of more than seven points. Uh, and I think that is hard to do when you have the uh, the type of defense that the Lions have. Uh, and I also think the Packers are better than the record indicates. Uh, 12th in the NFL in net yards per play, ninth in net yards per play over their last three games. So they've actually played better recently. Um, and it should concern Lions fans that they ranked ninth in opponent yards per pass step. Their secondary has been very stingy. Uh, If you look at more advanced metrics like EPA and success rate, uh, then they don't rank as high, but that's because they have not been forcing turnovers. Uh, They do not have very many interceptions whatsoever. Actually, I can, on this website, which I recommend, if you want to look at EPA and success rate and all that stuff, rbsdm.com, you can actually click a filter that takes a look at the numbers if you uh, remove all takeaways. So let's just go opponent drop back EPA. Packers are 20th, so not great, but I bet you they're going to rank a lot higher if I click exclude plays with turnovers, which is going to even the f- playing field a little bit. So now exclude plays with turnovers. We're going to look at dropback EPA, and the Packers move from 20th up to 14th. So still not top 10, um, but still that is why when you w- look at some of those advanced metrics, uh, they don't look as good as uh, they might normally just because they haven't, to, uh, force many turnovers but if you look at straightforward stats like opponent yards per pass attempt uh, they do rank inside uh, the top 10 as I said they're um, ninth in opponent yards per pass attempt so if they can slow down Jared Goff in the passing offense of the Lions I think their offense is going to be able to do enough against the Lions defense to keep this game within a touchdown um, on Thanksgiving afternoon so I'll take the Packers plus seven and a half uh in the first game on Thanksgiving uh, I, by the way, I set the line at lions minus six and a half. So I think we're getting a point of value, but obviously not all points are created equal. One point of value between six and a half to seven and a half is big because it crosses the key number of seven. So if something changes between now and Thursday and it gets down to six and a half, you may want to look at different direction. Uh, or if it even gets to like six, then maybe actually the value might be on the lines, but the current mark right now of seven and a half, I like the Packers at that number. Uh, commanders oh I didn't put up the graphic Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube there you go boom Packers plus seven and a half minus 110 Cowboys and commanders I've been fading the commanders all season I should have went with a Giants underdog money line this past week I picked the wrong long underdog I did take Giants plus the points though uh, because I've been fading this commanders team and that's exactly what I'm going to do this week and take the Cowboys minus 10 and a half. Now the Cowboys it seems it's weird because the Cowboys seem like they play the worst teams in the NFL on a weekly basis. Uh they must have had I don't I don't maybe I can look this up. I think I looked this up last last week actually as well. Easiest schedule NFL so far. It feels like the Cowboys are playing just non-stop trash teams every single week. Uh Tankathon uh, that's left, but what about so far? I mean, left, they have an extremely... They have the second most difficult schedule remaining because after this week, they have the Eagles, Lions, Seahawks, Dolphins, and Bills. Um, so they have just backloaded their schedule. I'm not going to look any further, but anecdotally, it seems like the Cowboys play a lot of easy teams so far this season, and they've beat up on those easy teams. And actually, I've taken the Cowboys off my fraud list because the Cowboys actually have played a lot better Uh, the past probably... Five, six, seven weeks. uh Actually, tied with the 49ers in the NFL for net yards per play over their last three games, a plus 2.5. So, I like the Cowboys this week. Uh, I think they can just demolish this Commanders defense. Uh, commanders defense, 29th in opponent EPA per play, 28th in opponent yards per play, uh, also 30th in opponent EPA per dropback, 28th in opponent yards per pass them. So, the Cowboys are going to be able to do what they want. I think, uh, offensively against this commander's defense, and I don't think the commander's offense has enough firepower to keep up. So it's a chalky play, but I will take the Cowboys. Minus 10.5, I got on that 112 uh, for the juice. Uh, Moving on, it is the Thursday night game, the Thanksgiving night game. It is an NFC West battle between the 49ers and the Seahawks. Uh, And I'm going to go as the square play here again. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a square play, but I'm going to take the 49ers minus 6.5, minus 110 on the road in Seattle. Uh, I think the 49ers are back. I think we can kind of put that midseason slump behind them. It is a slump that all teams ever, all teams have a slump at some point in the season, even uh, great teams, uh, everyone except for the, you know, New England Patriots who went undefeated. Most teams have a slump at some point in the season. The 49ers have had their slump and they've moved past it. I think if you were to ask me right now who is the best team in the NFL, I think it's the San Francisco 49ers. They are the most complete team. Their defense has been playing a lot better. Their offense leads the NFL in EPA per play, and their defense is fifth in opponent EPA per play. They're one of two teams in the NFL who rank in the top five, both in offensive EPA and defensive EPA, or I should say opponent EPA. The other team is the Cowboys. Uh, So the Cowboys have had a much easier schedule. Uh, we'll see if that holds up when the Cowboys play this just death's row of teams to close out the season but as of right now it is the 49ers and the Cowboys the only two teams who rank both in the top five in uh, EPA per play and opponent EPA per play Uh, the Seahawks they have been trending in the wrong direction they have not played well and this is a trend that we have seen from this Seahawks team the past few seasons specifically last season which is probably the Best example we can use since that is the team that Geno Smith was playing for. Before that, it was obviously Russell Wilson. Um, But I I, I mean, it might be a Pete Carroll thing. Uh, Specifically, last season, three and five down the stretch they went last season. They are much better in the first half of the year than they were in the second half. And we're seeing a very similar thing this year as well. They're actually 25th in the NFL in net yards per play over their last three games at minus 0.7. Uh, so they're trending in the wrong direction. 49ers are trending in the right direction. And I just don't think um, the Seahawks have enough of an answer for this 49ers team. So I will back the 49ers minus six and a half, minus 110, which brings me to Black Friday. I thought it was a night game, but it's at like 3 p.m., it's at a weird time, I think. Uh, I'm going to take the Dolphins minus nine and a half against the Jets. Now, I saw the injury report the moment it came out, or not the injury report. It was um, just the fact that Jets benched Zach Wilson. I went to go check the line. I still could have bet the Dolphins a minus seven and a half. Um, I didn't because I'm a man of integrity. Every single week, I don't bet, place my bets until right before I record the podcast to get the closest line as possible to when you guys are able to listen to it for the first time. Uh, so I waited till tonight, and now it's a nine and a half. So I lost two points of CLV there. I certainly don't love the Dolphins at the minus nine and a half number, but I still, that is the side that I have to take because the Jets offense was already the worst offense in the NFL. Uh, last in the NFL in uh, EPA per play, 29th in yards per play. And I certainly don't think they are better with Tim Boyle at quarterback compared to Zach Wilson. So we have arguably the worst offense in the NFL against the best offense in the NFL and the Dolphins, although the Dolphins offense has slowed down in recent weeks Uh, They are still uh, an extremely good unit and not one that I want to bet against in this spot. I know they didn't cover last week, but a lot of that was turnovers, which, as you guys know, I look at as more luck than anything else. Um, And also, the Raiders are a more competent offense than the Jets. Um, I have no desire to bet on Tim Boyle and the Jets to keep it within 10 points of the Dolphins. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Hats off to the Jets. I'm not placing that bet, though. Uh, Like the Jets' defense, I know the Jets' defense is elite, but they might have to keep the Dolphins to like 13 points if they want to cover the spread. I don't think that's going to happen. I think if the Dolphins score 20 points, that's going to be enough to cover. Um, I'm going very square on Thanksgiving and uh, on Black Friday. I mean, maybe the Packers aren't. The the Lions are probably going to be the, the more bet team. But then I'm taking heavy favorites in the Cowboys, 49ers, and Dolphins. But... This reminds me of the week earlier in the season where there was like a couple games that I was like, um, sorry, I had Canucks and Sharks on. I did, that just lost. Uh, can I to go to UCLA and Marquette and watch that in the background while I rant about these NFL games. Um, reminds me of a couple of weeks where there remember there was like three games and I was like, the stats tell me to go one way, but it, my gut feelings tell me to go the other way. And what happened? All three games went the other way. This reminds me of a very similar thing where all the stats that I can look at are telling me to bet on the 49ers, the Cowboys, um, and the Dolphins. And I I wouldn't be shocked if it's the Commanders, the Seahawks, and the Jets all cover. And it would just rip my heart out once again. That's... i got to trust the numbers. It's kind of like blackjack where if you're going to hit on 16 when the dealer has a 10 and I know that's kind of a controversial thing but like there's certain hands in blackjack where like either if you hit or you stay like doesn't really matter like it's 6 one way half a dozen the other you got to just pick what you're going to do and then do that every single time. My version of that when it comes to betting on the NFL is I need to just trust the numbers and hope that that's going to work out for me more often than not. So I'm very chalky to start things off on Thanksgiving and on Black Friday. But that's the way it is, baby. Uh, we're going to take an early break uh, this time. Uh, I've got the Thanksgiving and the um, Black Friday games out of the way. We're going to take a quick break, and I'll be back to break down Sunday's slate uh, in the Monday Night Football game as well. I'll be right back.
1: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes
2: all right we are back And right before i went to break um oh there's the pick if you're watching youtube I showed it before i talked about it um i told you i switched over to UCLA and marquette i have the under in this game uh, i can have a 3-0 sweep in, in the maui invitational on the opening day if this hits for me um i haven't seen the score yet last time i checked it was working well for me but i kind of wish i could be listening to this broadcast because the greatest color commentator of all time is doing this game. Of course, I forgot that he does a Maui Invitation. Actually, I don't think he did it last year. Uh, Bill Walton. If you wanna feel high without taking drugs, just listen to Bill Walton call a college basketball game. Stay up until 12.30 at night watching either the Maui Invitational or usually Pac-12 after dark, and listen to Bill Walton. The Pac-12, when they disband it, right? I hope Bill Walton gets a job somewhere. College basketball is better when Bill Walton's making the call. Uh, what do we have for a score here? Thirty-five thirty to start the second half. Wow that ex- that they must have exploded in scoring in the first half, and then a three point shot right off the start. Yeah, this is. Let me check the live total on this. This is this is this is this is, this is trending against me ucla marquette uh live total oh uh 140 and a half and i think my bet is basically that number 141 and a half oh it's gonna be a sweat this will be fun to watch while i break down my nfl bets uh all right let's get back to the nfl like i was just talking about uh the first game on sunday that i got uh written up here is the patriots against the giants rematch of those two super bowls uh from about i guess one's a decade ago and one's over a decade ago crazy how time flies i will take the patriots minus three and a half minus 102 i was on the giants last week to cover but do not let that game fool you into thinking uh that this giants team is good certainly don't let it fool you into thinking uh that tommy devito is a good quarterback either and if there's any time that i'm still willing to trust bill belichick as a coach it is when he is coming off a bye week against a bad rookie quarterback. This should be Bill Belichick's time to shine. Tommy DeVito should be shaking in his moon boots, getting ready to go up against this Patriots defense, and especially because actually the strength of the Patriots defense is their run defense. Um, Fifth in in opponent EPA per rush, second in opponent rush success rate, second in opponent yards per carry. So the Giants are not going to be able to run the ball. So, if they want to be able to beat the Patriots or keep it within three and a half points, they got to do it on the arm of Tommy DeVito. And I don't think he's going to do it. I will back the Patriots off the bye week. Minus three and a half, minus 102. As of recording this tonight, there are minus threes and minus three and a halfs out there. Uh, you can back minus three. You can still get it at that number. I'm looking at it right now. It's Caesars. But you got to lay minus 120 juice. I'm very confident in this play. This is one of my top five picks of the week. Uh, so, I'm going to lay the minus three and a half instead. And get better juice at minus 102 obviously this is probably going to change a little bit depending on when you are listening to this uh this next one not a play i'm confident on at all here went from one of my favorite plays to one of my least favorite it is buccaneers colts and if you actually would have asked me if the buccaneers and colts had already played this season i would have said yes i don't know why i thought they did but they didn't uh, i will take the colts minus two and a half minus 110 here i will fade the buccaneers uh the buccaneers defense is bad uh that was another bad beat I had last week. The over should have hit in Buccaneers 49ers missed by a point. <sighs> We're, moving We're moving on. 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 Um it is week 12, week 12, week 12, week 11's in the past, it's in the past. Can't change the past. Can't change the past. We're not gonna complain about bad beats, not gonna complain about bad beats. <sighs> I like I can it's I can feel it in my gut. When you have a bad beat, you can just feel it in your gut just rots you from the inside out. Um, Colts, minus two and a half. I think they can do damage against this Buccaneers defense. Buccaneers defense is 24th in opponent dropback success race, 25th in opponent dropback EPA, 30th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Uh, The Buccaneers have been one of the worst teams in the NFL lately. Uh, They're 31st in net yards per play over their last three games, only the Giants have been worse. And for some reason, I still believe in Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew could be Gardner. Like He's the same quarterback in every single game. He for some reason it looks electric neck one play with the next play they will throw the worst interception you've ever seen and i love it, it, it to me he's just an old-school gunslinger and i'm just gonna i i just love him um i'm gonna keep betting on him i'll take the colts minus two and a half at home like i said not a confident play for me um but it is one that i'm going to make uh we got the saints uh, coming out against my falcons uh, the only good part of this past weekend was that I didn't have to watch my Falcons lose in embarrassing fashion again. Um, now they play the Saints in an absolutely pivotal game. If the Saints win this game, the NFC South, um, not locked up, but it's they're going to become significant favorites to win the NFC South. If The Falcons win this game. I think they actually take over the division lead. Um, so this is a massive game. Desmond Ritter is back at quarterback for the Falcons. They're hosting the Saints. It's a huge rivalry. Um, nothing hurts my soul more, um, when I place a bet than betting on the saints to beat my Falcons, uh, but I got to do it. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to pick saints. I got them on the money line minus one Oh two. It's basically pick them. I'm going to take the saints at all my pick em pools. I'm going to do every. I'm going to back the saints every possible way that I can so that when the saints win, it softens the blow. Or if the Falcons win, I don't even care. I, this is one of those bets I don't care if I lose. This is an emo hedge of all emo hedges. Uh, by the end of the day, I do think the Saints win this game. I think they should be favored by two and a half points. The Falcons, even though some of their metrics aren't that bad, I mean, like the 13th in the NFL in net yards per play, they find ways to shoot themselves in the foot on a weekly basis. I don't know what Arthur Smith is doing. His offensive system is one of the worst I've ever seen. He refuses to give his best players the ball. Instead, he gives... The ball to Jonu Smith in as many different ways as possible. The feature of, of his offense is his backup tight end. He uses everyone else as, as a decoy. I don't know why he would do that, but he continues to do it. I can't bet on the Falcons. I don't think I'm going to be betting on the Falcons again for the rest of the season. I don't think I can do it. This Falcons offense now is to face what some might say is an elite. Uh, if not an elite, they're a borderline elite defense. Their top six in opponent EPA per play and opponent success rate. They're going to be over, overwhelmed by the saints defense and the saints offense will do enough to win this game. Like I said, I'm more than willing to lose this bet, but I don't think I will give me saints minus 102 against my Falcons. Uh, first total bet of the week here. Uh, Panthers Titans. I'm going to go over 37. I did kind of like the Titans in this spot, but after looking at it closely and after seeing that the total is only at 37, I think you got to take the over here. Uh, and I do think I'm on one other over, but I think we might see a little bit of regression. I think the sports books are, they're, I mean, the unders have been hitting at such a high rate. You can tell just looking at the totals that sports books are correcting for that fact. And now I think we're going to see a little bit of regression the other way. If you like betting on overs, I think this is the week to start doing it. Uh, and especially one that has a total in the mid 30s with two bad defenses. Uh, like, I know neither the Panthers or the Titans uh, offense is anything to write home about, uh, but their defense stinks too. So, if a total's at 37, I need at least one of the two defenses in the game to be elite. And we do not have that here. In fact, the Panthers are the worst run defense in the NFL. Dead last, an opponent rush success rate. Dead last, in opponent EPA per rush. Another take on a Titans offense that we know runs the ball a lot and still runs the ball relatively effectively not as well as they did the past few years but still they're a decent running team they should be able to run the ball all over the panthers and they take on a titans defense um, that is 31st in the nfl in opponent epa per play and 22nd in opponent success rate so two bad defenses the total is only 37 i mean come on we do not need that many points to go over a total of 37 i will take panthers titans over 37 Steelers Bengals. look at me for the second week in a row betting on the Pittsburgh Steelers but that's exactly what I'm gonna do I am shocked they're only a one one and a half point favorite um, against a Jake Browning led Bengals. why the Bengals were a bad team with Joe Burrow and now they have Jake Browning he is still gonna start for them right did I miss news Yeah, no. Bengals are 31st in the NFL in net yards per play at minus 1.3. That is largely due to their defense. Their defense is 25th in opponent EPA per play, 30th in opponent success rate, 31st in opponent yards per play. They could still win games when he had Joe Burrow quarterback because even though your defense was terrible, Joe Burrow could lead their offense to score enough points to overcome that. Jake Browning cannot score enough points and cannot lead this offense to overcome a bad defense. I think the Bengals are going to look bad these next few weeks. Bad. Bad. Uh, So yeah, uh, I'm not a Steelers guy. You know this. I think they're fraudulent. Um, I, I think that they're not a good football team whatsoever. But I don't think the Bengals are going to score. And I think the Bengals defense is bad enough that the Steelers might actually have their best offensive performance... Uh, of the season so I will take uh, the Steelers minus one and a half uh, at minus 102 odds against the Bengals Texans Jaguars I will take this is not my money line upset pick of the week but it is a small money line upset I'll take the Texans at home plus 105 against the Jaguars Uh, the Jaguars are a very difficult team to handicap because they are a roller coaster from a metric standpoint one week um they lose by a ton um and their metrics are terrible they lose they like get their ass kicked by every single metric you want to look at the next week they win and their metrics are solid i don't know what to think of this jaguars team i'm going to keep betting against them because still overall their full season numbers are not good they're 23rd in the nfl in net yards per play minus 0.4 uh now they hit the road to take on a Texans team that they already lost to 37 to 17 earlier this season at home Um, and also it wasn't just the score the Texans outgained gained them 6.5 yards per play to 5.9 yards per play so um, I think the Texans are actually a better overall team than the Jaguars to be honest I actually think the Texans should be small favorites in this game but instead they're very small underdogs Uh, so I will take the Texans on the money line at plus 105. Uh, this is my other over bet here up next. It is the NFC West game between the Cardinals and the Rams. Uh, I'm done betting on the Rams. We probably did not deserve that win against the Seahawks. That was one that went our way this past week. But I think they're going to be a great over team, uh, especially against this Cardinals team, because the Rams receiving core should be able to torch this Cardinals secondary. They rank 29th in opponent EPA per dropback, 31st in dropback success rate, and 26th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Um, So I think the Rams can do enough through the air to score points to contribute to this over. And then Kyler Murray, to his credit, um, has looked pretty solid in his first two starts since returning from injury. He has not had the rust I expected him to. And to be fair, in the past, Kyler Murray, when he does start seasons, um, and I should have factored this in, is usually good at the start and it gets worse as the season goes on and he gets a bit banged up. Um, So fresh Kyler Murray is good Kyler Murray, and he looks fresh out there. This offense looks completely different uh, with him at quarterback, and the Rams' defense still not good, below average in just about every single metric. So 44.5 is the total. All of that paired with the fact I think we're going to see some regression when it comes to the over-unders in the NFL this week. I will take the over 44.5 between the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, Broncos and Oh, the heat just turned on. That scared the heck out of me. Uh, I hope that doesn't get picked up with the mic too much. Probably should have have shut that off before I started recording, but too late. Broncos-Browns. I'm going to take the Browns plus two and a half. I know that they're starting Dorian Thompson-Robinson this game, but I simply cannot lay points on this Broncos team to go taking on this Cleveland defense. Cleveland defense is unbelievable. And they... Good offenses have at least been able to move the ball a bit against them. Bad offenses have looked like high school offenses against them. Um, They have held three different teams to three points or fewer this season. They held the Steelers to 10 points, they shut out the Cardinals. I, I, I don't want to lay points on the Broncos and then watch Russell Wilson, who I tweeted this earlier. I think he's the most sackable quarterback of all time. It seems like the season, whenever when a defender like lays a, a pinky on Russell Wilson, he falls over. It's insane. I think the Browns are going to get after them. Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I mean, the total's at 35.5. I think that's a perfect uh, illustration of what this game is going to look like. So I'll take the team getting the points and uh, trust in, the Browns defense, I think, a little bit of a sell high spot on the Broncos too after winning four straight games. So I'll take the Browns plus two and a half on the road in Denver. Uh, now it's time for my true money line upset pick of the week, and it is the Bills plus one sixty. Um, I would ranted about it at the start of the podcast. I have I take no joy in becoming enemies with um, Eagles fans because I love the Eagles last week last season. Um i just uh did the mistake of refreshing my twitter mentions guy says i have cte eagles fans are the best uh i liked eagles fans last season not so much anymore i say one thing about them being frauds and all something a sudden they're turning on me uh i still stand by my statement that the eagles are frauds we can't evaluate teams based on wins and losses if we evaluate teams based on wins and losses, then sports betting should be pretty easy. Just bet on the team that has the better record and you should be rich. And this game specifically is actually a fascinating matchup because this game is a game between a team that has played way better than the record shows and a team that has played way worse than the record shows. This is like the ultimate Ian game. This game... Stands for everything I believe in when evaluating teams and betting on sports. This, to me, is the game of, the, of, of, the, of my life. If this doesn't go my way, I need to reevaluate everything. Because what do I like doing? I like buying stocks in teams who I think have played way better than the record indicates. And I like selling stock on teams whose record is way worse or way, way better than it should be their metrics are way worse than the record indicates that this is what we have with the Bills and the Eagles if I did a blind resume and this is probably how I should have started this this segment on this pick if I didn't tell you which team was which if I didn't tell you what what record was for either team and just listed to you the metrics of either team you would say the Bills were the better team let's list a few of them I mean we can't do blind anymore but here's a few of them the Bills are sixth in the NFL in net yards per play third in the nfl and epa per play 12th in the nfl and opponent epa per play the eagles now i don't have updated numbers some of these might shift a little bit but still the idea still stands eagles are 11th in net yards per play fifth in epa per play and 19th in opponent epa per play so net yards per play epa offensively epa defensively bills oat rank the eagles actually who who oat gained who in this eagles chiefs game I think a lot of numbers were very comparable. The Chiefs Oak gained the Eagles 4.5 yards per play to 4.4 yards per play. So not not a massive difference um, but still the Eagles managed to win a game in which they got oak gained by their opponents and obviously the big difference maker was two red Zone turnovers This Eagles team is good. I don't want people to get twisted. I don't want people to think that I'm saying the the Eagles are a bad football team. They're not a bad football team. They're still one of the better teams in the NFL. They're not a great team, and they're not the best team. Far from it. And I think that this is... It's time to sell your stock in the Eagles. And actually, the Eagles have... The Eagles' next two games are the Bills, 49ers, and Cowboys. Eagles go 0-3. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to take Bill's money line this week... When they win, I'm going to roll that over into 49ers' money line the next week. And when they win that one, I'm going to roll that over into Cowboys' money line the week after. I'm going to do it, and I'm going to get rich. That's how confident I am that the Eagles are frauds. Eagles are going to lose the next three straight games. They are not nearly as good as their record indicates. And outside of wins and losses, no matter what other metric you want to look at to evaluate this Eagles team... It would reflect that fact. You can come at me with, oh, they're 9-1, they're 9-1, whatever. We can't evaluate teams based on wins and losses alone. I actually think wins and losses are a terrible way to evaluate the team. Eagles are a good team, not great, and it's going to get shown these next three weeks. Mark my words, Bills plus 160 on the money line. How about that? Chiefs minus nine for my next pick. (laughs) Uh, I forgot to write that in my notes. Chiefs minus nine. Pick is Chiefs. Chiefs minus nine. Minus 110. By the way, uh, I told you I have this UCLA Marquette game on in the background. And it has turned into a shootout team. These two teams are literally sprinting up and down the court making every basket that they've sh- shot well the live total is still at 134 i don't know how that's possible i should pound the live over right now because one of the reasons i took the under is ucla usually plays a very slow pace not tonight they're they're they, they're sprinting up and down the floor um chiefs minus nine I think the Chiefs bounce back and get a big win against the Raiders. It's not necessarily, I think their offense is going to have a huge bounce back game, but their offense is tricky. It's like I've never like like this is the first time that I look at a team where it's like wow, they're like I'm looking at the receivers. Like I have to dock points for how good the team is based on how bad the receivers are. The receivers they lead the NFL in drops, so it's like even though they have the best defense Patrick Mahomes has ever had. They have Patrick Mahomes, they have Travis Kelsey. It's like, how how much do you dock when a like dock points off when you're evaluating the Chiefs because their receivers can't catch a fucking football? I don't know. Um, and actually I'm betting on them to cover the spread, not actually because of their offense, it's actually because of their defense, because the Chiefs' defense is gonna shut down the Raiders. Raiders offense twenty eighth in EPA per play, seventeenth and y- or twenty seventh in yards per play. But the big thing is that for the uh, to the best way to move the ball against the Chiefs is to run the ball. Uh, that's the biggest weakness of the Chiefs. Actually, their number one weakness is receivers can't catch a fucking beach ball. Their second weakness is they can't stop the run. Uh, but the Raiders are one of the worst run teams in the NFL. Arguably, the worst run team, uh, worst running team in the NFL. Dead last in rush EPA. Um, and 31st in yards per carry. So the Raiders don't have, their strengths don't line up with the Chiefs' weaknesses. And maybe the Chiefs' receivers can catch a ball, and then hopefully that'll lead to a Chiefs winning cover. So I'm going to take the Chiefs minus 9, minus 110 against the Raiders. Uh, Ravens against Chargers. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know what way I'm going to go here. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Minus 4, minus 110. In Los Angeles, Uh, Justin Herbert can have all the weapons that he wants on offense. The Chargers defense might be the worst in the NFL. 28th in opponent EPA per play and opponent success rate. 29th in opponent yards per play. They give up 5.8 yards per snap. Uh, And the Ravens defense is one of the best defense. I would say the number two defense next to the Browns. I'm shocked this is only a four-point spread. Uh, I mean, Justin Herbert has actually had the same issue Patrick Mahomes had. His receivers have been uh, dropping the ball uh, with Joshua Palmer being out. uh, That kills them. Mike Williams being out. That kills him. So all he has is Keenan Allen and Quentin Johnson has been bad. And who's the other guy that they have? Donald Parnum has been bad. Gerald Everett has been out too. All his good pass catchers have been out and all the guys replacing them have been bad. So I don't have faith against the uh, for the Chargers offense against the Ravens defense. I do have faith in the Ravens offense against the Chargers defense, which stinks. Brandon Staley stinks. Chargers stink. Give me Ravens minus four. Also, Ravens have played very well on the road this season. Lead the NFL in net yards per play on the road. Ravens minus four, minus 110, which brings me to Monday Night Football. This might actually get flexed out. I think this is the first Monday Night Football of the season that can get flexed out. Uh, But I will take, uh, regardless, whenever it happens, I will take the Bears. Probably won't get flexed out because it's a hot team against a big market team. Bears plus three and a half uh, against the Vikings. Uh, Big reason why I bet on the Bears last week as well, because they are no longer the dumpster fire of the NFL. They are now a below average team, which below average is significantly better than dumpster fire. Over their last three games, they're 12th in the NFL in net yards per play um they actually have the same net yards per play plus one than the Vikings do since Joshua Dobbs took over at quarterback uh the run defense remains elite so if they can shut down the Vikings run offense then they're gonna have to try to win the game on the arm of Josh Dobbs and maybe they can win the game uh, but I would not set them as three and a half point favorites so I will take the three and a half points with the Chicago Bears against the Vikings on Monday night football Marquette I think is score like 12 I think they're on a 12 no run they're down 45 35 and now they're up 46 45 oh I guess that's why the live under is still set to go under because UCLA is not scoring yeah Uh, still 11 minutes left so this podcast is going to be over before this game is decided so I guess I get to sweat it out while I edit And then I get to go to bed at 2.30 in the morning. (sighs) Love the road to 272. So fun. Um, All right, that's it. Let me break down or let me just recap all my picks and then I'll give you my five best bets, my teaser bet and my survivor pick for this week. Uh, Starting with Thanksgiving, we got Packers plus seven and a half against the Lions, minus 110. Uh, Let me actually just bring in my bet stamp account. That's going to make things a little easier. Uh, Cowboys minus 10 and a half minus 112 against the commanders. Uh, 49ers minus six and a half minus 110 against the Seahawks. Dolphins minus nine and a half minus 110 against the Jets. Patriots minus three and a half minus 102 against the Giants. Uh, Colts minus two and a half minus 110 against the Buccaneers. Saints minus 102 against the Falcons. Panthers, Titans over 37 minus 110. Steelers minus one and a half minus 102 against the Bengals. Houston, Texans, plus 105 at home to the Jaguars. Rams, Cardinals, over 44.5, minus 110. Browns, plus 2.5, minus 110 against the Broncos. Chiefs, minus 9.5, minus 110 against the Raiders. Bills, plus 160 on the money line against the Eagles. Ravens, minus 4, minus 110 against the Chargers. And Bears, plus 3.5, minus 110 against the Vikings. Uh, my five best bets are Patriots minus three and a half against the Giants, the Saints minus minus one oh two against the Falcons, the Steelers minus one and a half against the Bengals, the Chiefs minus nine and a half against the Raiders and the Bills plus three and a half against the Eagles. Obviously I'm on Bill's money line, but for the sake of uh, the best bets, because um, I'd give these out for like pick'em contest bills plus three and a half as the garbage truck drives by outside. Uh, so Patriots, Saints, Steelers, Chiefs, and Bills are my best bets. My teaser: we're gonna take the Chiefs down from minus nine and a half against the Raiders down to minus three and a half, and the Browns up to plus eight and a half from plus one and a, two and a half against the Steelers. Wait, that doesn't make sense because I put Browns plus. Isn't the Browns aren't playing the Steelers? Browns are playing the uh, Broncos. That's what I meant, right? that was a typo so Chiefs minus three and a half against the Raiders Browns plus eight and a half against the Broncos is my six point teaser of the week and for my survivor I doubt you have used this team already this season if you're still alive in survivor I'd recommend using them now use the New England Patriots to beat the Giants that would be my recommendation for survivor I think that I think they're going to beat up on the Giants uh, there you have it. This has been the NFL Week 11 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Um, rate and review the podcast. If you're listening to this, uh, the audio version, like the video and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching the video version of this. And please, if you have a couple of spare dollars, donate to my Movember page to help raise money for men's health. Uh, I will add the donation link both in the description of the video version of the podcast and the audio version of the podcast. And also, uh, you could also just head over to my Twitter page and find it on my feed there. Um, I would appreciate very much anyone who has the means to do that. Uh, Like I said, the goal uh, is $1,000, and I think I was at $645. So we're closing in on that, but we need a big push here in the final nine days of the month. Uh, Thank you all so much for watching, watching, listening. I love you all. Best of luck this week. Enjoy the holiday. American Thanksgiving. P.S. Thanksgiving belongs in October. Canadians do it, right? This is too close to Christmas for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is much better in October. That's a fact. And if you disagree, you're wrong. Uh, All right. Thanks again. Uh, Best of luck this week. Gambler bless. The road to 272 bets marches on